Welcome to Relationship. I'm Stacy, And I'm Oha. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, okay, <clears throat> let's get right to it. We're very excited for today because we have a returning guest on that a lot of people have listened to our episode and talked about. Gotten really great feedback about the really episode. Really good feedback. Uh, and we're here taking it kind of to the next level, mm-hmm. right? We're like yes. going deeper yeah, in this, this world. Um, so we are here with Dominic Shana. So we're not going to introduce her yet, Um but we want to tell you guys a little bit about what we see, where we are. Um, so we are in a dungeon. Um, it's Domina Shannon's dominatrix dungeon. This is where she does her dominating. You she, know? This is where she works. This, this is, is where her. the spanking happens. Yeah. Um, so first of all, it's fucking cool. It is the, it's one of the coolest spaces I've ever seen in my life. I wish people could be here with us. Yes. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. I don't think I was expecting something this professional. Yeah. It looks, first of all, it smells amazing in here. It smells good. Clean. Um, uh, Yeah. The lighting is done to perfection. It's every corner has these beautiful, like misty red lights, Uh um, that kind of illuminate these different kinds of machinery. And there's like these deep black curtains with very high ceilings and if if it could be really because it's very white but it's very dark it is how um it feels very clean and and like the the walls go up it's it's warehousey so the walls go up but then there's it's very cozy and dark and quiet um and cold and like a delicious way yeah yeah it feels comfortable so it's definitely really fancy you can tell that this is this is expensive. Yeah. And this somebody is like has quality. thought it out. Uh-huh. And somebody has like dedicated their lives to Designed, finding yeah. the details of the things that they love. So we took a tour with Domina Shannon, um, who is, well, we're going to talk about her outfit yes. when, when she's on. Um, so we took a tour and we learned about all of these toys and stuff. There's and she'll tell us a little bit more about them too. Real, they're really big. I can't, I can't even say how big they are. They're huge. Uh, they look like, they look extreme they're they're so big this is not just like your boyfriend's little fuck chest that he has mm-hmm. where it's like no. butt plugs and your weird little dr- thing that you your have drawer next to your next bed, to your bed. Yeah. no this is not that um you walk in and there's this huge round thing that people it's like a the wheel of fortune wheel but for a person and it's it's kind of plush and it has like all these like contraptions on it that they obviously tie you hold up. a human being to yeah, it. Yeah, and you can just turn around. And then she said, she t- did tell us that it's calibrated by weight. And then I was like, can I get on it? I'm not telling anybody my weight. <laughs> Never mind. Never. Um, Sorry. And y- there's a lot of spanking benches, which I think some people saw in Fifty Shades of Grey, but it's definitely more, it looks like a little workhorse thing, mm-hmm. but it's leather. There's lots of masks around. Um, there's there's cages for people. If you guys want to do that, there's cages. Um, even some nice enough to be able yeah. to put your head through. And you walk into the first space and it's very, uh, you see all these things kind of dangling, almost Dangl- like a candy yeah. store, you know, but of like metal, like contraptions. This is Claire's kind of, for kink. This is, you know Claire, what I mean? Yeah, Claire's yeah. for kink. Um, so yes, there's lots mm-hmm. of things dangling and they could maybe look intimidated. There's things that just look clampy mm-hmm. and there's a, there's not just one clamp. There's. 50 different types um and textures of clamps uh but the back room is my favorite yeah it's very it's like small and it's smaller yeah and it's more cozy yeah and it has this like plush carpet at the bottom and it's got a cage that's a massive cage in the corner that is really big i've been in a cage like that before the stand-up cage but it was it, it was in scotland when they were like who wants to get in the cage when you were taking the underground that's how tour? They talk. Yeah. Yes, that's how they talk. I know. That's why I said that's how and they talk. They made fun of me in there and then like banged. Okay, so it was by the way a tour I paid for. So I knew that nothing bad was going to happen to me. And all my friends were there and I was in the cage and he kept banging on it with his little weapon because he was telling me about how they used to eat people in the underground of Scotland and I was scared every time. I was like <gasps> um 
and I knew it's it was mental. Coming. It was mental. Yes. That's what Domina Shannon does in here. Pat, yes. But people pay her directly <clears throat> for it. And so it, it, it took us maybe about 10 minutes of being in the space before we went in that back room and we asked her to like hit us yeah. with things. I got hit with stuff. <clears throat> I got hit delicately. With stuff. And I feel like I can still feel it. I feel excited by it, you know, sexually. And then, but, but also like scared. a little scared. Very scared of it. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if I can open my eyes wider than you I guys, have them right she now. She hit us with this thing. I asked her to. It's like this um, little um, beady looking thing, and then it has a uh, like a long, thin plastic a long thin cord with like this circle. Like a thick circle on the That end. looks like a hockey puck. Like yeah, a just a tiny, hockey a miniature hockey puck. And when you are hit with that, that's probably, it was, whew, <laughs> I can feel it. Damn. You know? I was excited. So in the back room, um, you see a lot more paddles and, and things like that. You see different instruments. You see the cage. And you see the St. Andrew's cross yes. that she told us about. Um, this real big, if anybody watches Game of Thrones, House Bolton. They have that a lot where they put people up on it upside down. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that he does. Um, <clears throat> and that was really intimidating. I don't know if people go upside down or on top. I've watched some fetish porn before where they're just regular and then they make a girl come till she's like crying or something. Yeah, that sounds right. It happens to me all the time. I know. Me no too. It does not I've hard. never come without crying. Really? No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. That's okay. a lie. I have cried uh, at one time after coming just okay. once. Um, but if you happiness you know, like, or sadness, <clears throat> sadness. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. Um, one, have you ever like come and then somebody's like, uh-huh, keeps trying. You're like, seriously, get away from me. That's how I feel. Yeah. I think that's, that's a, that's a kind of thing that Dominic Shannon probably does as well. Maybe. Yeah. We're going to find out. It's all these things that we've been doing in like mm-hmm. very small, like exploratory mm-hmm. ways in our own bedrooms. Yes. She is a master of a it. A master of it. I and would, s- <clears throat> yeah. I would say this. I would say anybody who's like questioning to get into this, to, to try it, to maybe what it feels like to go to a dominatrix, this space would make me feel comfortable right away. I we agree. did outside. We were all so nervous. We're like, what's it going to be like? Immediately we walked in. We felt okay. Beautiful. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody's like thinking about it, it would be something I would do. Like it's comfortable in here. It is very comfortable. And it definitely feels like you're in the hands of a person who is like, experienced and yeah. understands and um you should check it out so casual when she's opening her toolboxes and showing us all this like things that are wild you know that this are out of our realm a, she's like oh yeah that's just this urethra dilator it's no big deal like whoa hold on back up yeah. even when she opened the towel drawer i was like whoa tiles what is tiles. it for you know the interesting thing too is i feel like <laughs> There is a level of excitement from mm-hmm. her that we've seen, you know, when she's yeah. talking about her things. And I think it's the same maybe that we feel about comedy, about mm-hmm. this podcast, or about the different things that we care about. Like you can tell that there's a lot of care put in it. And it's, yeah. it's a really cool space. If somebody hasn't listened to the first episode with her, just go back and search. I don't know what episode number it is, but Domina Shannon, you'll see it. And then there we talk a lot about her origin story, how it started. What's it like? Just the benign things that maybe a dominatrix could deal with. But today, hopefully, we talk a little bit more about the extreme, right? Yeah. Do you want to introduce now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we have Domina Shannon here, and we also are very lucky to have her house slave here. So you guys want to say hi? Hi. Hello. All right. Um, So thank you guys both for doing this. Um, So you guys showed up dressed for us. Domina Shannon is wearing these like thigh high lace up leather boots that look custom made. I don't know if they are. They're actually not. No, they. Uh, look I've I've owned them for a long time though, and honestly, I cannot find another pair like them. So they're beautiful. Yeah, they like Thank fit you. your leg, but they don't look too tight or something. I, I like the lace up, and then some like stockings that go above it, and then a red dress that is thin leather. Rubber. Like rubber. Rubber. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's, it's thin like rubber. Latex. And it is tight as fuck. Your tits <laughs> are spilling out. Looks yes. great. Yeah. <laughs> yes, if my nipples out. look like jewelry like that, I'd wear them like that too. <laughs> well, but my nipples you. are like down. They'd be like <laughs> down at your lace. You'd be surprised at what rubber does for you. It just actually. holds it up. It does hold you in. It does hold you in. I believe it. Um, and then a beautiful necklace, just like hair done up, makeup done up. Beautiful. Last Thank time, you very much. Last time I was just telling you this, how I just... I didn't insult you, but I was like, you just look cute. You're just a cute girl. 
And then now I'm like, whoa, this is Domina Shannon. <laughs> um, last time it was just Shannon. So cute. That's right. That's right. And then House Slave, you are dressed up too for us. Um, are you comfortable in what you're wearing? Yes, I'm quite comfortable. Thank you. Awesome. I thought you might say that. Um, you are wearing a head-to-toe rubber. Black. Um, it looks, you know, intimidating, it I looks guess. shiny and new. Yes. And it looks like... It's a bodysuit, so what you would like uh, see a, a a dolphin trainer. You in. look like a sex scuba diver. That's right. <laughs> I think. Thank you. Um, and then a little collar and a hood, um, the hood that covered everything except your eyes and your mouth, um, yes, and gloves, just head to toe rubber. It is very impressive. If I saw you guys walking down the street, I would just like bow down. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, uh, we've painted a picture for people to um am i okay yeah yeah, you're fine um i think we've hopefully painted a picture for people to understand where this is um okay so guys we uh, okay so first off we want to say everybody's going to go listen to your other uh, your other episode but we did talk a lot about how you started Mm -hmm. um i want to get out of the way first that um we we've already had a pre-discussion we don't to anybody listening and to you guys right here, we don't want to offend you. If there's something we don't know about, because we don't totally know about the kink world. Sure. That we don't want to offend you. We don't want to say something or call you something or, or insinuate anything. So if that happens, please forgive us and guide us the right way. We are not easily offended. I uh, would think not in rubber. It's like whatever bounces <laughs> off me, whatever you say bounces off me. Because literally it's rubber. rubber. It'll sling back on you, bitch. That's what I would say. I hope that's what she rubber. says. So I have a question. How yeah. do you guys feel in those outfits? Like, tell me a little bit about like the physical sensation, but also like how does it affect you psychologically to be uh, well, in those outfits? I will say that um, when I get dressed um, for session, I, I put on something that I enjoy wearing, something that makes me feel sexy and something that makes me feel powerful. Um, so that's how I feel. You feel powerful? <laughs> like, I do. Yeah, I, I, do. Would say, I would say that. These outfit. are my bitch boots. And I typically wear a lot of black, but um, um, honestly, this dress is easy, um, but it's still powerful and makes it statement. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. I can, yeah. You look like you feel powerful. It makes Thank me want to wear more, like, if Just you like wore that, you stuff. would feel yeah. incredibly powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a velvet dress and I just feel like a goddamn queen in it. So I can imagine rubber. Any like <laughs> anything other than cotton. You know? <laughs> hey, cotton has its days. You the, know. Yeah. I wear cotton most day. I'm wearing head to toe cotton right now. And then how do you feel? And I was and, and we agreed before to refer to you as a slave or house slave. Um, oh, yes. So how do it, you, how does the It definitely puts me feel? in the slave mindset okay. when I've got everything on and collar and I'm being led around. It uh, definitely puts me in that zone. Gotcha. We talked earlier, when we were just about to start, you said that this is always how you've been. Yes, uh, so always. you've always had this, like, predilection? Is that what it's called? Like, yeah. This is your interest. So how did you kind of find that? We know Dominic Shannon's story, but tell us how you, you found that for yourself at such a young age. Oh, basically puberty. I used to, I would hurt myself in different ways, CBT type stuff, the cock and ball torture. I, I always did that. Um, and searching for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. A few trusted friends told a few things just talked about it and um just exploring as i got older it 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 was years before i could actually do anything i think i was was overseas in germany the first time germany's a well-known kink place and it was easy to find okay so when you were young boy like boys start masturbating you guys all are like 12 years old like grunting into your socks you mean like five Five yeah, years five old. Five years old. Do they? Yeah, your socks. but I, I guess at twelve is when they really know, right? Yeah, yeah. I but would they say. do get those little baby hard ons, and it's so gross. <laughs> the worst. Thing. Oh, have you ever changed a three year old's diaper? And you're like, oh, like <laughs> no. Get out of town with that. Being a sausage is hard. Um. So, how sleep? Did you? Um. Did you just start? Like, how does that do? You just pull on your balls one day, and you're like, I like that. Or did you watch a, a porn? Uh, I um found it 
magazines, uh-huh. just searching around the back of a magazine, mm-hmm. you'd find a kinky picture of a woman in boots. Oh my God, I masturbated to that like crazy. Awesome. Um, and you just, must love these boots. Oh, yes. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so for you now graduating, this is something that you embrace full time? As no. much as I can, okay. yes. More for him, more than a lot of people, um, more than a lot of people's lives would allow. He actually is able to live the lifestyle a lot more than I say a lot of people would be able to. That's awesome. I think being, oh, see, that's so good. So we were talking about that. You have inspired people and obviously, so your whole dungeon was redone by a slave? Um, Yeah, all of the big furniture pieces about three years ago. um, There's art that's been done about you. There's a a painting of a drawing that somebody (laughs) did. People feel inspired by this. You're saying that you feel more open about who you are because of her. Does that carry a lot of weight? Because it's not just spanking people. You're obviously making a difference emotionally. Yeah, there's a psychological component that's massive to what's going on in here. Must be, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. There absolutely is. Absolutely. Is there responsibility? It's all responsibility. All responsibility. Uh-huh. Um, I would say, you know, a lot of girls think that they want to be a dominatrix, and what they don't understand is the measure of responsibility that comes with it. It's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So let's – can we talk about some of the fun stuff? So you, you've shown us a lot of toys, tools, torture, everything is in here. What is your favorite to do – that's a hard question to answer, honestly. Um, I enjoy a lot of different types of things in the dungeon, and I find um, it differs depending on who I'm playing with and how much they enjoy certain things, you know? So it really does depend on my play partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of my favorite types of play would definitely be, I, I'm, it always has been the first to come to mind, electricity. Uh-huh. I love electro play. It's something that I learned um, very young, and it was something, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I had a client actually um, buy me my first um, electric box and teach me how to use it on him, and he was very, very knowledgeable, and uh, it, electricity is something that um, I think people that do what I do, it comes later in life, and I was um, lucky to be introduced uh, to electricity very young and very oh, yeah. early. And so, um, you know, it's something that I've been able to build off of and I get a lot of attention from it. Um, I do a lot of sessions with people uh-huh. specifically because of um, your knowledge, their request for electricity. That. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what about <clears throat> you with him? What is your favorite thing to do with him? You. Okay, so um, we have been exploring rubber together. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we first met, he. Um, he did not, I don't know if you owned any rubber? Okay, he owned no rubber when we first met. And um, I uh, I had uh, somebody buy me a rubber puppy, puppy hood, excuse me, a rubber puppy hood. Yeah, that one oh, over yeah, there. That's cute. And um, we were talking about going to a dominatrix convention. He, I, I don't know, it just like came out of nowhere. He bought a rubber cat suit and automatically like turned into a rubber puppy. So that's something that we've been exploring a lot mm-hmm. lately. Um, and originally we were thinking about having him be puppy today, um, but I figured with the podcast, uh, I'd be annoyed with the barking, honestly. Yeah. Um, so he's just um, regular rubber hood guy today, but um, I also, he can take a lot of pain, so I like exploring pain with him. Um, I use him a lot to train other ladies that I have that work here with me, and um, so... Yeah, I would say rubber and pain yeah. <laughs> for this so one. <laughs> when we were doing the tour, he was backing up at certain things that you were picking up. He would just start slowly backing Teetering up. back, yeah. I mean, that he one. likes it. Don't get me wrong. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't scare the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell everybody what you were doing to us earlier. Your electricity wand. Okay, I was using the ultraviolet wand on you. Mm-hmm. We wanted to do it for you guys, like all the listeners, to hear. But it does interfere with the mics a little too much. But it is like loud and you can. Yeah, it's it's, it's static electricity. It's very yeah. much like mm-hmm. a. Um, static electricity generator. What is static that? electricity generator. It, I'm thinking of something specific that is not coming to mind right now, but it is static electricity. And that that unit specifically has a number of attachments um, that we can use with it. 
And I only showed you guys two, but there there's more. Yeah, there's more. The <laughs> first one she put on and it just looks like it kind of looks like something that people do a facial with, like a, a, a wand on your face or that this ball glass. at a science it's, like yeah, fair where if you put your fingers where you to put it, your fingers on it. And that's it what I the, that's what I was thinking. The Tesla coil. The, the Tesla looks it's, like it's like a Tesla coil, except you feel it a little yeah. bit more. <laughs> I bet Tesla was into some kink. Right. And he was like creating all that <laughs> right, stuff. Right. So, you know, he jerked off once with it. Well, hold on. So. I want to tell people what she did. Like she has this like wand and first she just puts it. I see it on her hand and I'm like, I don't know, Um, but I want to try it. And you put the wand right on my skin. There's no feeling. Mm -hmm. It just feels like that. I was like, oh, okay, that's not bad. And then you pull it away and it zaps me. And then you held something else. You put another attachment and you were electricity. Yeah. um, That attachment is called the lightning hands and um, it allows the electricity to travel through my body. And so if I touch you, then it sends the electricity through me to you, um, it's, which is pretty cool. And with that, you can hold different implements. And if it's metal, it intensifies the feeling. Um, so that's a lot of fun to play with. You looked like an X-Men character. Just like <laughs> you would touch your house slave and like pop, pop, pop. Like, oh, it was so, so We cool. were getting a really a strong uh, reaction for that one, too. Yeah. A little bit stronger than what is typical. It, it's the rubber. Yeah, it's probably the rubber. Yeah. So I have a question. What, because um, we were talking about this earlier, something we really wanted to explore is, you know, how do you find these things? You know, there is a place in Houston where you can come and do these things. Um, but I guess when a little bit when you're younger, how do we get people to find their kinks? How do we get people to find yeah. the things that they're that they're interested uh, like you did? But it like, can't you know? be so like it's so easy for him. well you just you realized it so young. But I I think maybe if I'm right, people are more repressed because that's I just don't understand. But you're like a I had to search and search yeah to find what I wanted mm-hmm. i knew inside my head what i wanted but i had to search to find it a lot for years when do you think you really found something that you really totally clicked for the first time when i knew i was probably puberty 12 13 mm-hmm. and when i found something 18 okay wow. so yeah th- i mean i think 18 is good um, mo- a lot of your friends that are in this community, how do you feel like they got to their stuff? Was it easy? Was it searching? Was it accident? A lot of my friends that are into this didn't discover it until their 40s, some of them, mm-hmm. 50s yeah. even, after a marriage had ended or something like that. Um, and then there's people that are in their 20s and they're all about it and they know a lot about it at this point. It is definitely something to be said about a generation that doesn't have access to, you know, the Internet and a lot of things that we just couldn't connect with each other Mm -hmm. on the things that we liked, you know. And so, of course, you're seeing people who after 40 or 50 are finding it. It's the same way that some people are still coming out at 40 or 50. It's like there's this uh, there's like repression uh communication there's all these variables Mm -hmm. but it's crazy that we all get to be in a generation that has easy access that you just type in half words and something is gonna pop up i hope that i hope that people are more like that i hope more you know people that are 21 are like i like to be hit and i'm not ashamed of that i like cock and ball torture and I'm not ashamed of that I think that's easier these days you know I think that BDSM is um, more widely accepted Uh and I think that it is a lot easier for young people um, to become aware at an earlier age and um, to yeah just to realize and to state that they're this is what they like and they're open to it and it's okay yeah, I think that's I think that's a beautiful thing, right? Yeah, like, it's no, it so is nice. beautiful. It's it's the same that reflects in all areas of human life, which is like the ability to be oneself wholly and to yes. just mm-hmm. explore the things that we want to explore at our own time, absolutely, without the judgment or interference of you know whatever you know religion or uh, some kind of you know variety of shame that comes along from a group of people that don't really have any business in your business. So it's yep. exciting to watch. 
Because yeah. um, I, you know, I, I don't know if you felt that, but I felt that in my life. You know what I mean? Like whenever I banged for the first time, I cried because I thought I was a big slut, you know, Aww. and it was just regular <laughs> no, vanilla vagina that. sex. Yeah, it was just the most normal sex. And I was I was 17. I'd been with my boyfriend for like six to eight months. Like all the wow. variables were right. Yeah. Everything that I was, you know, quote unquote, was supposed to be doing, I kind of was aside mm-hmm. from the marriage thing. But. Um, but I still felt shame then and I still yeah. felt bad. And this is a more, you know, yeah. a more extreme version of that same feeling. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and it's exciting to just allow people to be themselves. Um, okay. So tell us a little bit more about, we've talked a little bit lightly in the last episode about some stuff, but what's some of the more extreme things that people are asking for these days, whether you do huh. them or not, just okay. what do you notice? Um, okay. Well, I have a couple of things to say about that. Um, I will start with, um, I actually have a client and it's not a session that I would typically take, but I met him from, um, from a female friend of mine who also is a dominatrix. Um, I crucify him actually. I hammer nails, uh, through his hands and feet and I crucify him to a cross. Um, and then I let him hang there in pain for like two hours and just ignore him completely. Um, That's pretty hardcore for me. Uh Uh, It's not something that I just offer anybody who calls me. I would immediately reject that kind of session. Um, But because I met him from another girl Mm -hmm. and she did this to him, and then I realized there's another girl that I knew that did this to him, and um, I started seeing him with uh, foot fetish, actually. And he would talk to me about crucifying him, and I could see his scars, and. Um, you know, I am really big on safety and the first few times he would talk to me about this, I was like, absolutely not. Don't even talk to me about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but then after getting to know him a little bit and, um, observing his scars and listening to him speak about it, um, I felt like it was an opportunity to branch out for myself and to gain a new experience, um, uh, with his guidance, you know, and he actually did guide me to, um, as to how to hammer the nails through his hands and feet. And, um, yeah, so that's probably one of the more extreme, not probably, that's one of the more extreme things that I have done. Um, people ask for all kinds of weird things. Um, a popular request would be castration. Um, but I'm not sure that most people that ask for castration really, truly want it. You say popular. (laughs) Wow. Popular. Well, when we're talking on the, you know, if we're talking extremes, a lot of people actually call asking for that. But I'm not convinced that uh-huh. all the people that call and request that actually want it. You know, I think they really want attention. I think yeah. they want to waste my time. I think they want to oh. talk about it. Um, and castration fantasy is totally a thing. You mm-hmm. know, I, I will totally do some role play castration fantasy. Um, but I'm not about to remove anybody's <laughs> balls. He does not like that idea. Yeah. yeah. He's holding his dick. Actually, that piece that's sitting at the bottom of that uh-huh. red shelf, that's called a bardizo. Uh-huh. And um, yes, grab that. It's called a bardizo. It. And um, it is a castrating device. But wow. it is a castrator <gasps> for farm animals. Oh but it, doesn't God. it look like it removes balls? Look, this looks <laughs> like, imagine like your cat's nail clippers, but fucking huge <laughs> that's exact and then you have to grab like each oh stick with one god. hand and then it very slowly closes in on itself oh right. my god that so, would wow. cut your fucking bone yeah 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 it would um so i do oh castration fantasy but i am not about to mm. remove anybody's testicles for real yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need some we need a doctor or something you well, know you do surgeon. i mean yeah you do some so obviously the the crucifying how do you i mean like shit fuck that's yeah it is well, it's pretty intense can you share a little bit about what his and, and it's okay if you mm-hmm. you know i don't know you share whatever you're you're comfortable with but what was his um you know what was his idea about it what was his kind of motivation well, behind it okay so he is somebody um he he loves the idea of um hanging there in pure agony and me being dressed up and completely ignoring him and not even being bothered by his um, moaning and his screams, you know, uh, sometimes he'll completely bitch me out and call me names and I, I'm like, it gets kind of intense sometimes. Um, and we didn't fully talk about that part of it when we started doing this. And so it was really hard um, in most situations, you know, that kind of Thing will come up before we play mm-hmm. and I know to expect something like that so it was really hard to 
stand my ground and do what I needed to do and leave him hanging there for two hours while I, clearly he's in pain. And I'm not scared to cause pain for somebody, but I was unfamiliar with this that variety, specifically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I definitely was not aware that he was going to curse me and, you know, I didn't realize it was going to go there. I mean, it's not surprising. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, it was a challenge for me the first time to like stand my ground and push through for that two hours and just sit there and listen to him cry and be totally unaffected by it and mm-hmm. just be bored basically which is a part of the play that's, for him. yeah he, that's, he finds that he very very that, sexy yeah. he finds that very sexy and even though he is in agonizing pain hanging mm-hmm. there from nails on his hands and feet um that's what he wants that's yeah. what he needs you know and so i have a question do you do you stand in front of him do you do busy work what do you do i i uh i usually sit um i i put the cross right here actually where the rope is and i sit on the table on the bondage table and um uh, a lot of times i'll have another female here with me and uh we just kind of look at each other and roll our eyes and look at him and roll our eyes and like play on the phone a little bit you know um it's, it's kind of boring, actually. Once you get through the meaty part of actually getting him up on the cross, uh-huh. it's really boring. Well, two hours would be... It's so hard. Yes, two hours is like a long time. Descends so that's what I'm thinking. The exciting, the exciting, the exciting, and then you're just like... Yeah, oh, it's really hard, yeah. That part is pretty hard. <laughs> you said something that was really interesting. The word that you used was need, you know? And you yeah. used that he needs that or he wants that. Yeah. And I want to explore what that means to you and like how people find that kind of healing or how people find that pleasurable everybody is different everybody is different this person specifically um um without revealing too much i i actually call him my control freak masochist um and he he's very strange to me in that sense i've been playing with him for a few years now um he's very much a control freak you know he comes into my dungeon and when i first met him he's like i want you to whip me like this and i want this and he likes very specific role play and i don't like to take scripts I like the freedom to create the scene myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at first I was like, look, we're only compatible with foot fetish because you're not going to fucking tell me what to do in my dungeon. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, this is my game here. Um, but over time, uh, I w- he was able to suck me into his fantasy. And um, I don't understand where his need comes from, honestly. I don't. But, um, you know, this person specifically, he he does um, type out very specific scripts. And at first I was really rebellious to it and I did not want to do it. Um, But I bent a little bit um, to put him up on the cross because that was interesting and that was like going outside of my realm and pushing myself a little bit. Um, So I decided I would give in a little bit and, um, you know, for the experience, play the very specific role that he wanted me to play. And there's no variance in it. It is very specific. and with this scene specifically, I don't get as much enjoyment out of it, but we do a couple of other scenes together that um, with his very detailed, specific script and my part, I've actually found enjoyment in it, oh. weird enough. Um, and it's not a, like a style of play that I think that I would do with anybody else. It, mm-hmm. It's really bizarre, actually, this person specifically. I can't speak on how, um, you know, how, on what really he gets. I know that he needs the pain from me. Mm-hmm. This person specifically needs the pain. Um, yeah, it's it's different though. People are different. Can we talk about where you get your, like the knee, do you fuck normal? Yes, I do. Um, I Like you were talking about a need or a want. For me, it's a need. It's always been a uh-huh. need. Um, I've tried to find it, but if I can't find it, I would do it myself. Uh-huh. Not near as much fun. <laughs> But, so um, it is a need. When it's, you it's, have sex with a partner, do you do this? It depends. Okay. Um, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm switchy. I uh-huh. switch back and forth. I'm I'm more sub than dom, definitely. But I, in a relationship, I'm switchy. In this environment, not at all. <laughs> there's no switchiness once I walk through this door. I, I do know your role, yeah. and there's no switching. He's very good yeah. at it. I liked your demeanor earlier. I thought I might be scared, because I knew that we were going to have somebody to play with here, but I thought I might be kind of scared of you, um, and not, uh, I don't know what to do or something, but you were v- you've been very nice, and there's definitely love. Like, you love her. 
Yes. Uh, and, can, and I love him. We, yeah. we have a we yes. have a, a great relationship. We really do. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought you'd just be like, "Get down, dog!" But you you guys love. There's love. Some each other. people are like that. Yeah. Um, for me, it's not my style. Mm-hmm. You know, I um, I'm interested in meaningful relationships. You know, yeah. um, I'm interested in an exchange. And, um, you know, I, I hope that I can deliver what my partner needs from me. And in turn, you know, they're going to give me what I need. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, that's very special. Um, I'm, I'm a big old softy, though, really. <laughs> so I think I believe that. I believe <laughs> that, too. And just from, you know, our previous podcast, I can see, like, everything makes so much sense, you know. And, like, all of the things that you say um, are so cl- closely aligned to, like, an emotion that I can identify with that just the result is a little different for me right. than it right. would be for you. Um, I have another question for you, Slave. I wanted yes, to ask uh, about the need and the desire because we I think we all experience like the need for closeness and that like almost like a like a feeling of like hunger for intimacy and for that kind of thing so tell me a little bit more about what that need feels like for you for and what pain means to you um first off the pain the pain is um it becomes pleasurable there's a way to turn it into pleasure too much pleasure is painful you know that sort of thing um, I, it, it completes me. Um, this is the best way to describe it. Um, I'm at a loss for words here. Let me, let me think. Um, that's okay. okay. Um, I would also like to know how, you know, in a partnership, if you're dating somebody, how could you really connect to them if they don't accept this side of your life? I could not. Um, that, did it. It, that has reared its ub- ugly head in the past mm-hmm. and I tried to get rid of that desire. This is long ago. Um, a girlfriend that said, no way. I got rid of the desire. I burned all of my stuff. I turned everything off. Six months later, she broke up with me because I was, there was nothing there. I was, I was nothing inside. I had turned off too much inside of me. It, this is a part of me that has to be here. Oh. I'm still like to be honest with you I'm still trying to accept I had a conversation I'm not in a relationship right now but I had a conversation with the last guy I was in a relationship with about things that we really wanted in bed like maybe there was things that we needed to say and he told me some stuff for him and then I still had a hard time completely being honest with myself like about I love dirty talk like and so this is the first time I'm ever really saying this I really like like rough dirty talk like sometimes demeaning but I felt embarrassed to say it and he even laughed at me Aww. right which we're not dating anymore right. <laughs> it's a good thing but um I just was like that's what I, f- I like I if I'm being true to myself like I really like that I want that some really you know dominating guy to like fuck me you know sometimes to do nice stuff too but um it's just what I prefer and it's so hard to like say that I think I just feel like impressed that you're so honest so I'm just gonna say it but that's what it I just thought of for you that relationship sounds really shitty to burn all of your stuff to like to say this this is not right yeah you know uh, that sounds horrible and in my experience, people that do try to put it out of their lives are not successful. You, you know, can't it, yeah. deny who you are. That's yes. like, it's yes. any sort of sex thing that we want. If you don't get it, you're going to fucking ruin your life. Yeah, but it's more than a want, though. But you know, you feel like you need. Yeah. Like, yeah. if I feel like I need rough sex or something, or if you feel like you need rubber, like, whatever we need... Um, when we are denying that, it's going to come out in an ugly way. Yes, I think. Agreed. Agreed. I, I think that. Yeah, I think we're. It's interesting what you're just saying because I, I, I can so easily see how to compare those two things. There just happens to be something that yours is more widely accepted, whereas something like this is less. And I think it's just time. It's I think time. we just need time and conversation to grow right? as a society. I think yeah, so. To yeah, have I think these, so. These things. I, you know. I still can't get past why um, what somebody else is doing in the bedroom is any concern of somebody's if you're not in that bedroom with them. Uh-huh. So, you know. Do, do you feel like, because I have been very vocal with you about how excited I am by all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I've, I told you last time that I've always been a voyeur. I've, I've liked the 
I've just loved like s- sex workers of any kind. I don't know if you consider yourself that. I can't remember what you said, but I like anything sex. I want to hear about anybody's anybody's kink or vanilla. I want to hear about it all. Mm-hmm. So I have a positive attitude towards mm-hmm. it. Is that any less needed? Like sometimes, even if you approve of my life, I don't. I don't care. I don't need it. But I'm not saying something negative. Is my positive any less needed? Should I be such a super fan of? Um, I think that um, I think that you're showing support. Yeah. I think that's putting good energy out there. Okay, I think that's, that's good. good. I think it's good juju, if okay. you will. You know, like, um, I don't find anything wrong with that. I can't see how it would. Personally, I can't see how it would be harmful ever. You know, if you're supporting to fetishize fetish, is that what you're worried about? Yeah, like I'm worried if I'm like too much of a fan and people are like all right calm down like <laughs> i don't want to make it a fetish like it is a fetish but i don't want to fetishize your fetish well. and be like how cute you spank people <laughs> i want to be like i want to give you the respect you deserve you know and the respect that your kink deserves too like it, it what you're into what you need i want to like like, I want to tell you, I recognize that that's awesome. She's got the cutest look in her um, eye right now when she's I, looking at it. I am excited by this because, yeah, I love you. Um, so uh, I just, I'm moved by what you're saying for me to just say, you know what? This is like what I'm into. Why am I ashamed of this? Like, why am I ashamed of it? But society has told me. Yeah, it, it has to be society. I, I have to say, I don't live within that realm. I'm kind of like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, um, people judge me all the time, but I can't, I can't care. But I've always been this, you know, I've always been this. So people have always judged me. And a lot of people don't understand me and why I do what I do, but I don't care. Yeah, we Personally. should have more of a fuck you attitude. That's it's want, just a personal thing. I want thing, that too. You know? But with sex, like, I mean, we're talking about just like partner sex. Yeah. We're not even talking yeah. about coming to a dominatrix to um, explore explore anything. Because it's not really sex here, but it, in my bed it is. Yeah. But just that, like, um, just the asking for what you want. We've explored that a lot on this podcast. Like, mm-hmm. telling a guy that you're, you want oral sex, and if you don't do it, then you're out of here. Or... Um, telling a guy that you want to be like talked down to or whatever the fuck you're into. What are you into? What's your like thing you're into? I really like really, I like dirty talk, what you were talking dirty about. Talk. Okay. I'm really we're into it. Yeah, we are the same. Um, right. So like that, there's still that like thing to be like, well, I don't. To not communicate it fully. Is it, yeah. Is it about, I mean, my boyfriend at the time laughed at me. Yeah. That's, that's pretty crazy. jacked up. That actually. is pretty jacked up, but it's like an Im- immature thing. Maybe at that point I was like, oh, well, that listen, sucks. okay, honestly, um, it, that might have intimidated him, you know, like Likely. being put on the spot like that, like maybe he laughed because he couldn't even imagine himself speaking to you in that That's manner. why. Yeah, you know I what I'm it. saying? You're totally and right. So, you know, while it impacted you negatively, it maybe he didn't even mean it that way, but he just couldn't even like fathom himself yeah. being like that, you know? I don't want to be, I want to be with a guy who's like, okay, I hear let you. Me think and about then maybe it, go, let me. Oh, <laughs> how, how exciting would it be google if, it motherfucker if that had, it yeah if that person had gone and done the work yeah to mm-hmm. figure out yeah different things to say to you to different deliver. things to to really yeah. like to deliver and to yeah. like give you what you've said that you need that is a fucking partner and not just in the bedroom in any but they probe you and ask questions mm-hmm. about what you're looking for and then when you specifically say maybe even just a sliver of what it is that you need that they like that they explore and they, they like gotta push, you know? Okay, so here's the thing. Do you think, do some of your clients have wives? Oh, yes. Or husbands? Yes. Okay, so do their wives or husbands know that they come here? Some do, some don't. I want to be the type of person that's like, okay. I will say, you when need I f- to go do that. Yeah, yes. when I first started doing professional domination, um, it was not as common for the wives to know, you know? Um, but. Um, over the years, um, it has become more acceptable, and I hear a lot of times um, the wives try to fulfill their husband's fantasies, but realize that it, they're not into it enough to even go there, mm-hmm. and um, they do allow them the freedom to come to a place like this and explore, um, you know, the kinks that they are interested in, but... Um, it's a lot more common nowadays for it, for it to be a couple yeah. thing. And a lot of my business these days are couples. They're couples coming in and yeah. learning together how to pleasure each other and um, 
you know, not just in a sexual way, but, um, you know, in a power exchange kind of way. So it um, seems okay. like you facilitate the communication aspect. Like they come here and they're surrounded by not just absolutely like what they're they're enticed by it, but then you also ask questions and they're forced to answer them in honestly front. Yeah, in front yeah, of yeah. Each other. I think I do create, um, you know, uh, create some kind of way f- for communication to happen easier amongst couples in that kind of sense. You know. Um, maybe things that they don't find it so easily to speak about together when they come here and see me very much like you said they're you know I I do probe you know that's very important I have to know um, you know what the interests are and what the limits are um, so there's a lot of communication going on and um, I'm very thorough I'm used to that um, I'm sure you know when they leave here they both know things about each other that they didn't know walking in you know this is like the sexiest marriage counseling yeah it's <laughs> beautiful yeah no i think people can learn so much from coming into a space like this yeah it's, it's amazing just unpacking all of that to even get to this point like for a guy huge. Yeah. i think maybe 10 years ago you'd hear about men not asking for blowjobs from their significant others because she was too good to do that like now you're getting a blowjob in your car grace like, kelly's gotten down on those <laughs> damn knees and Whoa. she's given a wet one grace yeah. kelly's yeah she dead she is she's but she's dead now. very graceful she's sucking <laughs> dick in heaven <laughs> sucking dicks in heaven so yeah okay but to unpack all of that to get here to get here for the guy to even say hey okay. babe i kind of think mm-hmm. that i want something more extreme i found this girl on the internet i she looks cool like uh, what you know that's, that's a, a huge lot. conversation it is yeah. it is it's a lot Fuck, it is a lot. lot okay so can we ask you house slave do have you ever had a partner that while you were already into the stuff like you already knew you were living it that has gotten jealous and not allowed you to come other than that one that wasn't into it at all did you have somebody that wouldn't even let you come see domina shannon or any of your other yes friends? that exact exact thing happened to me it started the relationship and we were both in this sort of thing and then she changed her mind and didn't want to do it anymore and i said i have to be this way this is this is part of who mm-hmm. i am and i just kept getting resistance on that mm-hmm. and kept getting resistance and what happened was i ended up having to go secret and be the married guy that didn't tell his wife and but you started out open about it right it's so crazy how like you can just change because it's like a constant dialogue right yeah it was it was not me changing it was there was something in her that changed and and she didn't want it anymore and she decided we weren't going to do that anymore and so i had to go underground and hide and it became my secret drug of choice that that's really fucked up that you got put in that position yeah now because what i how do you just turn this off you don't. Um, you, this is not a face. You um, you put it off as long as you can yeah. until you're ready to explode on the inside, and then you go find some incredible woman, oh. Domina Shannon, and say, "Please help me." Do you feel like she now has re-embraced that life? Do you know any like uh, you don't have to speak um, for her behalf, but no, um, that life is um, we're no longer together and uh, not in communication. Past for her. Uh, it's interesting because what I hear now is that now we see a fresh new boundary for you, which is that if you are in a partnership with somebody who doesn't understand or who changes their mind about this, that you know that going secret is just postponing yeah. the inevitable. Right. And you know that your boundary is uh, that you genuinely are, this is who the fuck I am. Like, yes. deal with it. This is what we're going to do. And if you're down, you're down. Right. Um, oh, yeah, exactly. Though yeah. From... From here on out, it's it's this is part of who I am, and it's gonna be a, mm-hmm. if not a daily, at least a weekly part of who I am. So I have a question for you still. Yes. Ma'am. Um. Say you had a partner, but your partner was like, "Look, I'm not into this. I'll do some light play with you, but I'm not into this. But I don't care if you go to Domina Shannon as much as you want. But we're probably gonna have more vanilla sex. Could you be in that partnership? Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, okay. As long as I had a an outlet. Okay, so it's not every time. It's not all or nothing. I, I used to know this guy who was like, yo, I can't even fuck unless I can fuck crazy. And he was like, he did talk like that. And he was like, these are the sneakers I got. He was just crazy. He was a white dude, too. So don't think I'm doing a racist voice. Um, he was he was You're just doing like, his race. I ain't voice. trying to do no vanilla sex. And like he was just talking shit about just regular sex, just like everyday, 
you know, quick, normal, like work. just like gotta go. Nothing yeah. fancy to it. Um, he couldn't do that. He had to do crazy shit, ass to mouth every time. Like he would just say things like that, and I'd be like, "Who's fucking your scrawny ass?" Like, not me. I was not. But I didn't know if like maybe you were that kind of guy who's like, "Yo, rubber or nothing." Like, um, yeah. No, you know. not quite that extreme. No. Well, okay. extreme in some respects, but not in that respect. Okay, yeah. you have that kind of thing. Um, uh, okay, so can you tell me how you guys met? Oh, she's Me? looking at you. Or she's looking you? at you. Um, there was a dominatrix that worked here, and um, I got close with that person outside of here, and got introduced to the the vault, and um, the then vault. she consequently moved overseas and has stayed overseas. And in the meantime, I met Domina Shannon, and we always talked about this particular person that was overseas. And kept meaning to go to lunch and meaning to go to lunch, and we finally went to lunch, and then um, discovered that we have a lot of the same passions. Mm -hmm. The this dungeon is is her passion, and I I love this place as much as she loves it, and I he feel he's my right hand here. Just yeah. so you know, he knows She's this place as well as I do. He's right there with he's you. The only other person. I yeah. feel so lucky that she allowed me to become the house slave here, and mm -hmm. it took me in, took me. In and just loves me and I love her so the woman that I met him from um, she did not realize what she had in a, a client and in a slave and um, she was kind of new to the business at the time and um, you know I would try to help her understand like he's special you need to treat him accordingly mm -hmm. and you know they had a special friendship even outside of kink I think um, but I'm not sure that she fully appreciated like what she had with him. I'm not sure that she was fully aware. Maybe it was her lack of experience like in here um, for her. I don't know. Maybe I'm. That's just how I perceive it. But um, he is very special, and um, he helps me a great deal mm -hmm. around here. Yeah, he's definitely my right hand. So you shared a space with somebody else. Do you share the space currently? With this any is other my jobs? space, but I do allow other people to rent yeah. it. It's so nice in here. I think I would be like really pissed if somebody left it. And he's, I was afraid to touch anything. So I was like, how, I don't want to get something dirty. But like, uh, well. if somebody else, somebody else ever fucked this space up? Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have had, um, I have a number of girls that um, use this space. And, um, there's somebody in particular whom I love dearly, but, um, you know, she's not always exactly observant. And um, in her care, she has let a few things happen. And honestly, I want to bend her over my lap. I'm not sure that she'll ever hear this. But <laughs> yeah. Maybe she will. I've wanted to bend her over my lap and give her a damn spanking from time to time. But I love her dearly. And she responds well when I have to get... Um, when I have to get stiff and talk to her, you know, mm -hmm. about the manner in which she is leaving my space. This yeah. is a very large investment for me. And so I do expect it to be respected. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like it's something that she was doing intentionally, but, um, you know, we're <sighs> just kind of all in a different world sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. Is she very young? No. Oh, a lot of times, <laughs> like, to me, a lot of times people are very young, like, I didn't see it there. And I'm like, well, look. I. It's interesting because I... Like, just from being here, you guys, like, you can't see it, obviously, but it is I immediately obvious how much care is put into the yeah, place. Yeah, it's very, yeah. It is. Thank um, you. I think the idea of it being visually stimulating, like, I feel absolutely. like the scene starts as soon as people walk oh, in. Absolutely. And so I wanted you guys to experience that today, It was for amazing. Sure. It was like a feeling of, like, okay, we're here for, for a whole thing. Like, this shit is professional as fuck. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. You did take a lot of time out of your day to do this for us, which I is did. so fucking nice. Everybody should go tip the shit out of you <laughs> at numbers and everything. Hey, do you have security here? Um, uh, we'll say I do. That's um, good. But, you know, I'm typically my own security. Okay. Because you do. I know you did talk about doing a lot of vetting before, mm -hmm. but I just didn't know if you have like some like... Is there some sort of backup thing? Absolutely. That's good. Absolutely. I've been doing this a long time, so, you know, all the bases are covered. But, <laughs> so, in this 
yeah i just i love the space i think that it's like very smart to be in here can you tell us like maybe other than the the crucify guy has there ever been somebody that asked for something that was so that even you were like what oh of course really of course course. um okay one of the it's not really a a strange request in the sense that um like it happens again kind of often um, it's more just upsetting. I have people sometimes that call me that want to be fucked by dogs. And okay. Um, okay. so, yeah. you know, I, I'm pretty offended by that. And I think yeah. that's pretty far out. And um, it's like not nice. That's yeah. not their choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that, though, there, there's a group of people that <clears throat> clearly have a lot of time on their hands mm-hmm. and they have no lives. Um, and you know, they like to harass people like me, um, maybe just to see what one would agree to. I don't mm-hmm. know, but, um, so people like prank you, like try sure, to sometimes, get sometimes stupid, sometimes. Yeah. Like full blown prank. Here's the thing though. I fully sure. believe that that person that's calling actually does want some, shit some of you. them. This is, that's like somebody who's like, I hate gay people. Like, cause you want to be, <laughs> yes. you're a little gay yeah. by yeah. another gay person. Um, so somebody who's like, uh, do you, can you cut my testicle open like that's because they really do want yeah. you to hurt them yes in some way yes uh, yeah they, i think so they went out of their way to like find yes. you on the internet yeah yes call you yes at the time that sh- is appropriate yes. to call you yeah so um i have uh, you tell no you thing. go i wanted to ask like what do you think in this whole process and having this space what's like some of the most rewarding um you know what makes you feel really good about what you're doing? Um, you know, when I when I can deliver what my clients need from me, you know, and it's it's different for every person because people are different and dynamic, and so you know the sessions are never the same, and so when you know when we can create the magic together, that really makes me high too. Honestly, it puts me on top of the world. So anybody should be able to relate to that. Like if you job well done, when you do your job, when you you see what your client needs, when I see what my client needs, because no haircut is technically the same, but like DM, when I connect to somebody and I can like give them what they want and see what they want and then they notice it. Yeah. It feels, I feel on top of the world. Yeah. Um, that's so good. And so like my control freak masochist, you know, when I found that I started enjoying some of these really scripted scenes, um, it took a while, you know, um, because truly there are only three scenes that we do. Mm-hmm. And one of them is the crucifixion. And the second one would be um, a really intense whipping scene. And that's the one, uh, of course, because I like really intense whipping too. That's great. But, um, you know, being able to find my zone within his um, within within his idea when it was so very specific, mm-hmm. scripted, um, that made me feel amazing actually yeah. because I had done it a few times and I, I'd done it more for him. Um, and for, you know, being able to, um, I have to admit, you know, I enjoy playing with him. Um, even before I found that awesome headspace, um, within his scripts because I can whip him very heavily. I can whip <laughs> him very, very heavily. And not everybody can take that. So I'm like, Mama all right, come over. Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, like whipping him and then finding enjoyment within his scripted scene mm-hmm. that actually felt pretty amazing mm-hmm. you know because i had done it a few times um when it was definitely for him and not for me but yeah. to be able to find my own pleasure in that was pretty awesome actually yeah that's probably pretty powerful that's a good lesson like in, in, in your own partnerships too like if you had given if you know that person had given you an opportunity and maybe explored that extreme dirty talk maybe that person would have found something inside of themselves. Like, Absolutely. Like, like Shannon did, Absolutely. you know, about that process that they enjoyed, that they could mm-hmm. identify with. And it, it really is about being able to open yourself up just enough to take that very first step mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then just kind of let it go organically. From I will there. say that a number of my clients have been clients for years. Most of my clients I are, are like long-time clients. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know finding that magic and being able to recreate, whether it be um, exploring uh, scenes that we've explored together before or exploring new things together. Um, You know, being able to do that over and over again for years. Uh It's sometimes not easy to play with one person so many times because you go through a lot of 
things, you know, you experience a lot of things together. So be able to, being able to still deliver um, a creative, exciting new experience mm -hmm. um, tends to get more difficult over time. Um, okay, I have a question about that. Do you write down what you do with them? Never. No client notes? Never. I well, used to. Uh, you know what I'll do? You know what I'll do? Um, <laughs> when I have them come in, um, basically every session, no matter how long I've known you, it's like catch up. Hey, what's up? Let's sit down. You know, let's have a talk really quick. Um, you know, is there anything that I need to know about you physically since I've seen you last? You know, um, what's going on in your life? Like, how mm -hmm. have you been? Um, a lot of times, so what did we do last? <laughs> what okay. was our last session like? Okay. You know, and for me, I really like to focus mostly on what kind of bondage positions I put them in. Um, because sometimes a lot of the play in between might be similar. Uh -huh. um, but I like to get kind of extravagant with the bondage positions. Um, I feel like, you know, it really helps uh, change the exp experience, mm -hmm. even though some of the other types of play is similar. So... Um, as it, our hour is like winding down, but, um, I do have one last thing. I want to know what you think, both of y'all, what do you think people should know about kink, whether it be how to get into it or why you're doing this or what it could do for them? What do you want people to know? Well, I, I think the first thing that comes to mind when you say that, when you ask that is, um, I think that people should understand that almost anything can be kinky. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have met people, um, especially very recently, that insist that they're just not kinky. And I feel like the better I get to know somebody, the more of a chance I feel like I can find something that can be called kinky that uh -huh. you would be into. So, you know, don't judge. Just don't judge. Like, kink, it's... It's in all of us. It is. It is. Because anything can be kinky. Because yeah. we I have mean, brains. Imagine right. all that yeah. crazy right. brain and that connection between your, your brain and your desires and your right. genitalia and your skin. Like, those connections are so fucking and complex. So some people are really far out there, but, you know, um, and people do it for different reasons, but, you know, some people are really... Um, they're exploring themselves, they're exploring other people, and um, they're doing amazing things and they're making amazing connections. Mm -hmm. So why judge? Yeah. Why judge that? Okay, I like Let's that. Let's see what you have to say, house slave. I say don't be afraid to go out and explore things. Mm -hmm. um, some of these things that we do are, are pretty scary. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you look at doing it, and I mean, it, I remember the first time I booked a session with the dominatrix, I was having to drive over to this place and go and knock on the door. And I'm walking up and I'm looking around. And I'm like, all oh, these people know exactly what I'm doing. Nobody had a clue. <laughs> but I pictured every, a big sign on me you know, saying, guilty, I'm going to go do this perverted thing. And then, Why would I even think it was perverted? It was the way I yeah. was, was raised. And now it's... Mm -hmm. Now, it, uh, if I were to come today and knock on the door, I'd just walk up and go, I'm going to go see a dominatrix. Yes. <laughs> knock That's on the door and say, hey. Yeah. Okay. So I we walked up nervous, too. You yeah. know, like, this is intimidating for the first time, but I like that you say that. Like, don't just be yourself. Like, don't be afraid of it. Playing off of the nerves is part of it, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, honestly, I kind of want you to be nervous. I mean, not necessarily you guys walking in uh -huh. here, but um, my clients, I absolutely want them to be yeah. nervous. But I want them to push through those feelings mm -hmm. and come to my front door and meet me uh, because that's where it gets exciting. You know, you're nervous, but you're doing it anyways. That's where it gets exciting. She makes me nervous yeah. whenever she talks to me about something and <laughs> says, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. I... I'm definitely nervous. You can see it on your face. Yeah. I think maybe the lesson for me with a lot of things, I just keep learning it over and over again until maybe I get it. And then that's when I die and reincarnate in something else. Yeah. I've like learned my lesson is um, authenticity. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I want to be, I'm nervous, but I want to be fake and act like I'm not, but I am. So I'm just trying to like lean into it, whether it be about rough sex or uh, dressing up in leather and put it, getting put on a cross, like or going whatever. in for something that you care about, anything, dedicating your life to something that you're Fuck, passionate man. about. Yeah, um, I'm very impressed by your whole setup, Donna Machine. I think that you're probably the best dominatrix in Houston because well, you're the you. only Number one I'm one. friends with. <laughs> um, can you tell people? Uh, 
do you want to talk about the performance you have coming up in a couple months? I'm not ready to talk about okay. that. Okay. Just we're not ready to talk so about it. So just but watch can, out for that. Can we can, let's talk about your websites. Okay. Okay. So you have two. I only know. I about do have two websites. I have one for myself, um, which is dominusshannon.com. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you can find a lot of information about me there. Um, dominusshannon.com. I also have a website for the dungeon because I do train and book out other women. Um, so the... The name of the website is thevaultdungeon.com, and this is the vault, the dungeon. Um, so yeah, um, dominashannon.com is definitely only me. The vault dungeon is a little bit of me and a lot of the other women that I spend time with and um, train and teach. Mm -hmm. so, so if anybody wants to find Domina Shannon, you guys can check out those websites. So if anything does, if you do do a performance, they can find it there. Absolutely. Um, but this has been so exciting. I think maybe you'll be a recurring character. I on this love podcast. it. I love it. Um, hopefully you'll get. Well, next time you guys can come back here and we'll actually like get some stuff going oh, for you. <laughs> we'll do an actual like session. I or was something. thinking that yeah. when we were walking through, I was like, I wonder if I should just get a session. I don't know if I'm like there yet in my life, but. This is well. definitely tempting. Um, thank you guys both so much. Absolutely. Honestly, thank you. We're, thank you. Yeah, we're very yeah. honored that you guys let us in your space and it, your it brain so space. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you for having us back. Thank yeah, you. everybody check it out. Um, thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex, so much. And uh, mm -hmm. check out Mockingbird.com. Mockingbirdnetwork.com. Mockingbirdnetwork.com. Um, we are on iTunes. Nobody has rated or reviewed us really, except next week we're going to start this thing where we're reading your reviews. So, and then you'll get like a sexy shout out. Maybe we'll like phone sex you or do something. We're going to try to do something. Uh, we'll describe your dick or something. It'll be great. <laughs> we'll do that for you. If you rate and review us and then put your real name, not just some stupid thing. And to whoever reviewed us one star, fuck you. Yeah. yeah fuck yeah. you. Bye-bye. <laughs> we know Where's that whip? <laughs> yeah. We're going to whip you. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Oha. Thank you, Stacy. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Relationship.